What is up, guys? Dale underscore A here, and this is a new podcast, Bat and Spider. My friend Chuck and I are going to talk about drive-in quality horror movies, things like that. It's going to be pretty fun. When we recorded this podcast, we did not have any email addresses or, or phone numbers for voicemails, but since then we have set that all up, and I wanted to just kind of a pendant here to the front of the first pilot episode of Bat and Spider. If you wanted to send us any letters we you want us to read live on the air, please do that. Batandspiderpod at gmail.com. You want to leave a voicemail, we have a phone number 315-544-0966. That is 315-544-0966. 66. Or you could send a voice memo to the email address batandspiderpod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and please enjoy the show. Bat and Spider, Episode 1 The Driller Killer. Bat and Spider. Um, you know, I'm saying um already. Chuck and Dale were two friends who were pressured into doing a podcast by other friends. And we said, uh, we're going to do what we want. And what we want is an excuse, at least for me, I don't want to speak for you, but I want an excuse to watch low-rent horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, schlock. Uh, grindhouse stuff, you know? We need depravity. Depravity? We need depravity and we need it now. We Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need I need it maybe on a weekly basis. I don't know if this is weekly. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see the feedback. Yeah. We'll check the feedback. We're going to uh we're talking about voicemails, we're talking about letters, you know, that they're back yeah. in a big yeah, way not? for podcasts. We'll hear from the listeners. Yeah. Talk about their favorite garbage. Um but yeah, Dale, what's our first first movie that we're watching? So our first movie in uh, the uh, Bat and Spider pantheon is called Driller Killer. Oh, Chuck, you want to tell you want to tell the uh, audience about uh, anything about Driller Killer? Sure. Um, yeah, we made a little list, uh, a, a little wish list, and we decided. I think we decided we wanted to do something that neither of us had seen. Um, and there's this movie, The Driller Killer, by Abel Ferrara, who was one of my favorite film makers uh and i'd never seen it uh it's his first movie um and it's it's violent and it's about new york it's a very new york city movie which is playing on a you know i've been i've had like the safty brothers on the brain the last few months (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh and like you know they they're actually friends with abel ferrara like uh he's been he's been in one of their movies i i I, I caught him in uh, one of their th- in Daddy Long Legs. He's in there. Um, plays like a street bum, I think, who mugs the main character. Um, and so yeah, this is a uh, the Driller Killer. Oh, and I don't know if you know Dale, but the the main dude in this movie, Reno, that's Abel Ferrara. I after watching the movie, I do know that. Yeah, it's he used the name Jimmy Lane for some reason. For his afternoon. Oh, I actually hadn't even noticed that. I just noticed I compared his face to that of Wikipedia's face mm. for Ava Ferrara. And what and, a face, right? Oh, man. A face only the Driller Killer could <laughs> love. What's, what's the Driller Killer about? The Driller Killer is about... It's about art, man. It's about... Mm. Um, it is about a Manhattan island that... I think has been so stereotyped in like 70s and 80s movies that you would never want to step foot in Manhattan. Oh god no. Yeah. Uh, it's such a character in this movie because it is just so scurvy of a place to be, right? I mean, scurvy oh, yeah. is a good name for it and it's about Reno and Pamela and Diane uh Carol. Carol is about uh, Reno and his two roommates. And Reno is an artist. Air quoting roommates. Because I'm pretty sure it's a three-person three triangle situation. Oh my gosh. 
I mean, I, I mean, wow, <laughs> pretty sure you might be right. I, I maybe it was just implied, and we were just supposed to know that going in. You know, I just thought. I mean, I just thought it was like some free love type of, yeah, you know, artist in this squ- living in squalor. Everything, every inch of every physical space in this movie is disgusting. <laughs> it really, I. Yes. You know, I mean, we're recording this during a quarantine and and watching this movie was just, I was just like disgusted by everything, like the kitchen and like laying on the kitchen counter drinking, what was he drinking? Uh, He's taking his Advil and and plop, plop, fizz, fizz. (laughs) Yeah, Zalka Seltzer, right? (laughs) Zalka Seltzer. On his his counter bed and there's no kitchen table. There is a table, but it's holding like art supplies. So they sit in another room on the floor on a blanket and they eat the most disgusting looking pizza oh my you've god probably ever seen in your life do we want to get into that pizza okay <laughs> the pizza what was it it was like half cheese half like green long peppers. hots like green pepper pizza yeah but it didn't even look like it had cheese on it right there was something weird about the pizza when i was looking at it and yeah it was all it was like that weird if you've ever eaten a piece of pizza and the cheese is flopped off and you saw like the under (laughs) under of the pizza and it looks like white brain material yeah it's like weird dough with like pasta sauce in the crevices and and whatnot and it was way too too long (laughs) of the scene of of oh my eating this but that's the but that's the beauty of yes. of some of these shots it's just like raw and it just it pushes it almost to the limits of what you could bear watching but in such a good effective way so reno is an artist and he um working on a big piece right now and he's waiting on behalf of his art seller he's got to finish this painting and that's how he makes his money and uh, i guess uh momentarily he's kind of struggling to find his muse or keep his muse he's he's been working on this painting for a long time he's getting a lot of pressure from outside sources to finish the work as well as feeling a bit insecure in his triangle relationship um Mm -hmm. one of his girlfriends has has kind of maybe been questioning his his art you know his yeah his uh his method or his uh talent um just as he is internally and you know she collects alimony from a previous relationship and that's basically paying for their survival not yeah. just not just uh you know <laughs> like eating once every two days kind of survival <laughs> and paying rent and uh, a, a rock band moves into their building upstairs and they just practice 25 hours a day yes it's 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 almost like okay there is drilling killing that happens but it is almost like annoy reno the movie like uh, (laughs) his his girlfriends annoy him uh a band moves in (laughs) to his building man and annoys him uh one of my favorite lines is is his girlfriend's you know, talking about the band who are called the Roosters. I think it's Tony Coca-Cola and the Roosters. Right. And she mentions, oh, they sound great on on the album. And and Rito just can't believe that they actually have an album. He's like, album? These guys have an album? <laughs> he just can't believe it. He's so disgusted with the, this band. It right. moved into his space. Oh. So as all this is happening to Reno, he starts uh, sort of having these premonitions or visual fantasies of him uh, getting splattered in blood or him uh, maybe taking part in some some kind of nasty stuff. But you can tell he's kind of trying to push that stuff away because it's, it's obviously not natural for him to be, yeah. for that kind of stuff to be popping into his brain. All the while, his nerves are just being worked raw, like like a guitar string on one of these <laughs> guitars up in the up in the loft of the roosters. I mean, he is just being spread super thin, and lo and behold, the mother of all inventions is a is a belt slash battery pack where you could plug in electric appliances. 
The Porto Pack. The Porto Pack. Obviously, top notch commercial shooting. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen one of these things? Were these things like, did they, they didn't make this up for the movie, right? <laughs> I mean, the I, commercial they made up, obviously. Now, introducing an amazing new electrical device, Portapack. Used with any household appliance, wherever electricity is needed but not available. At the beach, camping, or just around the house. Lightweight, easy to use with any electrical appliance. Hair dryer, electric shaver, blenders, toasters, vacuum cleaners, stereo, power tools, even radio and TV. Anything that plugs into your wall sockets will plug into Portapack. That's right, Portapack, only $19.95. Discover Portapack now, available at Macy's, Gimbal's, Two Guys, and any participating hardware store near you. Get it now, Portapack. That's just $19.95, Portapack. But, but the, uh, like a belt, I guess, just filled with batteries? I mean, that must have been a thing, like in the late 70s to... Yeah, I could, I could see them trying to pull yeah. that off. How many D batteries or something with that? I mean... <laughs> Were you like recharging mini car batteries oh. in that thing? Is that a one-time use porta pack? And it must have been so heavy, like just pulling your pants down all yeah. day long. Yeah, working on just working like chafing your hip skin. <laughs> and he's at 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 a certain point, one of his other girlfriends, Pamela, has him drill a hole in a door after probably a 10 minute scene of trying to figure out where she wants the hole in the door like the patience taken in is so anxiety inducing you like you're you're almost positive that reno was going to lash out with that drill right there because yeah. it's it's the movie's called driller killer so you know some drilling killing happens it's like one of the first scenes in the movie and and it's just like, he's like, all right, you want me to drill the hole here? And she's like, yes. Yeah, right there. Right there. And he, he goes to drill it. And she's like, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Right there. Where? You want to put a hole right here? Yeah. All right. Right there? Yeah. Okay. I think I want it over there. Over here? On the right side. On this side. All right. I want it over there. Over here? Mm -hmm. Okay. Right there? Um, I think I want it up there. You want it up there? Over here. To the center. All right, all right, all right, all right. You sure? Uh huh. Right. And it goes on for way too long. And yeah, you're you're right. It's like it's like wow. Is the killing going to start right now? Like, right. <laughs> it's twelve minutes into the movie, and the killing doesn't start until like minute forty. Yeah. But I mean, that is just. He, the patience of this man is mm -hmm. is amazing. That scene and, right there sold me. Like I was on board. Yeah. Oh, the the black comedy. Yeah. In the movie is so good. <laughs> Reno's nerves get worked, and he starts he starts killing people with a drill, drilling and killing. Uh, <laughs> but most of his kills, I think he's he's got like demons. He's got to work out. So yeah. he literally just takes his murdering murderous rampages out on the derelicts and homeless of New York City. Yeah, and I I question why that was when he's got so many other things. I guess it would be it would be too on the nose if he just murdered all the people in his life, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess he was just trying to like, uh, you know, when he's relenting to these these urges. Uh, but instead of like going public with them, he's like, all right, I'm just going to kill some bums, some street people right. that no one will miss, unfortunately. Which uh, is which is completely interesting to me because in, in an earlier scene, he's kind of hanging out with them. Yeah. And they, he, he has some sort of base level relationship where they know each other at the very least, but he doesn't care. He doesn't yeah. care about that. Yeah, no, it, it's interesting because it's still like, like it, it, like he's still just even though he's friendly with them, he's like, he probably still sees them as animals. You know, they're just like, they're below the regular human 
<laughs> human yeah. beings walking around, you know. And that's, I mean, so that's it. That's, he drills and kills with this thing, and he mm-hmm. does it uh, enough, you know, sometimes his, uh, you know, he his his nerves get worked so much that he's got to do it, you know, more than once. It's It starts off one a night every couple nights or something like that. Yeah. And uh, and then, but then, then he eventually goes off, and then he uh, murders the people in his life because of you know circumstances and things just don't go his way, and yeah. uh, and that's where we get the driller killer. Now, yeah, so on to that. That was sort of the synopsis slash we started reviewing the movie, but yeah. <laughs> so his, I mean, but his first kill, right? So what I what I admire and what I think is cool is is not this super dramatic like torture porn kind of mm. uh scenario when he goes to kill these people he just finds a spot on their body and rams the drill inside of them and like blends their inside <laughs> like his first bum kill was like yeah. he was trying to whip up a, a meringue <laughs> by hand like his the inside of this bum his only is like a slurry by the Ugh. time his it, this three inch drill bit is inside this bum's like side, it's not anywhere in particular. It's just like rammed in the side of this bum or the thigh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And it just and goes to town. Yeah. And realistically, like a lot of them, he only drills in one spot, and it's like I don't know if these people would die. Yeah. He, it, yeah. It like yeah. It might make. It might cause an amputation. I mean, if he's yeah. like starting to grind and pulp up bone or something, you know, yeah. it's he's gonna ha- they're gonna have damage for yeah, sure. Yeah, he makes a good show of it. it. It's it's good. And 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 the other part that really okay. So that first scene drilling in the door, uh, but then the when he started to have the flash forwards or whatever of him screaming, uh, the slow motion of him screaming covered in blood or like blood splashing on his face. Yeah, that was great that made me very excited <laughs> to see yeah. where this went um because i just kept dropping it in it kept getting and the the shot kept getting longer and longer every time they, they dropped it in you're like oh man there's some you know yeah and there was like real there was more coming. and more carnage every time they showed mm-hmm. the shot like there was yeah. just more you know blood behind and blood like in caught in his hair or it was everywhere Ugh. it was like where are we going with this where's this yeah. taking us yeah and, it was, and, and it you're right crazy. They, each kill like it kind of the kills got ramped up um until he did that i think that one night where he kind of goes on a rampage is was that after he went to the roosters concert and um i think he got into a fight with carol and then left and the, and and somehow his magic belt appeared <laughs> like yeah <laughs> i'm yeah, sure he, carol would have noticed if he had the porta pack on <laughs> his right. bat walking around with <laughs> batteries in the bar or Max's Kansas City or wherever they were. Yeah, Carol's um, like, uh, you know, we used to like doing this kind of stuff. This used to be fun. And he's like, she's like trying to rub up on him. I mean, she would have yeah. noticed the 20-pound port-a-pack around yeah. his waist. Totally. He's, he had it there just in case. And like the drill, a full-on power drill, 1970s power drill, like in his stuffed in the back <laughs> of his pants, like like it was a handgun. I do love how he would keep... Like before he would kill someone, he'd, he'd have the drill behind his back. Like they couldn't, like, yeah. And, and just start making the drill sound. But like, they, like, yeah. wait, I can't see that drill, but I hear something. <laughs> yeah. And then the few times, few times he would literally like flaunt it and like, yeah. Like, like push it, to, like shove it to him, like he, and, and drill yeah. it. But, and they were not intimidated because they were like, oh, what are you doing with this power drill? Yeah. It's super weird. I, it's not intimidating. You're not intimidating me. You're just not saying anything. You're just another crazy New Yorker. Yeah, join the club. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, pull up a chair. I have this, you know, greasy fingerprinted bottle of booze. Have it. <laughs> and then he and then he decides, no, I mean business. And he starts drilling their bodies to oh, yeah. the heavens. Yeah, lots of screaming. That's when he goes on his super murder bomb rampages the night of the concert. And he has yeah. a fight, and he just goes off, and he he just finds any bum he can yeah. find, and he goes off. He doesn't care. Kissed one of his victims on the cheek or his forehead, like I what? Th- and I think that is when we got the fir- that we got the scene where he drills in the guy's forehead, which is probably the gnarliest kill in the movie. Because before it was always just in like their trunk, their body, you know, their torso or whatever, and it was just like oozing yeah. grossness. But 
they did they they brought out some money and the special effects guys was like <laughs> all right we're gonna drill into this guy's forehead it's gonna right. be great and it, it looked great i was i was i was surprised um, i i mean I, for for this for, for a first movie on a low budget yeah. it was a great special effect and yeah. i mean it's it's clearly a human being he's drilling into and they must have had some sort of protection there. And you can tell the drill is going in reverse, I think, to oh, really? maybe that there's like an extra step of safety. As as much safety as you can have for the drill, a live drill pressing into somebody's forehead. Yes. Maybe they had like a, like a steel plate, like make up over this person's head. I mean, because in reality, you know, it's it's a great special effect, but he doesn't re- he doesn't like drill in deep with his drill. No, like he, it's no. the tip of the drill, but it it's you're not supposed to notice that and yeah. uh but i mean they really go in with this with the effects and the blood there and it's, yeah. it was it was a treat because there was always like different levels of carnage but it wasn't anything i you know i couldn't handle because, no totally you, you yeah. know like some certain movies with like scenes like that your stomach could turn and it's just i don't know i it's in poor taste but you know they're not all in great taste anyway no, it was a good. It was a good like, like goofiness to gore level. Where yeah, you know, it's like obviously this is not real, but it's real enough where it's fun. <laughs> and the only time he seems to ever change his dirty, stinky outfit is maybe when he gets blood on it, because otherwise he just wears a <laughs> denim outfit the entire yeah. time. And, and imagine him like laying around on those dirty carpets with that dirty denim outfit Ugh. on. That dirty hamburger meat chest. I think about like the way people smell a lot, like in movies. Like if I'm watching like an old like period piece, I'm always like, man, these people must stink, and their breath must right. be really bad. Um, yeah. But these get you know, this is like uh, seventy. What did they? They shot this seventy seven, seventy eight in punk rock New York. Um, and the, the, we should, I mean, we should probably talk about the music. So they have this band, the Roosters, which I think is was kind of a real band. I don't think they ever had any big hits, uh, but um, but they were kind of good. They were just like a, a kind of a, a straight up rock and roll band, but through the you know New York punk lens, um, so it was a little dirtier. But I loved all the music in it because it, it was real, and it seemed like they were like playing live a lot of the time. I I thought so too. Uh, they really were like piping in the feed from this live practice and I was watching the movie with subtitles on which really helped a lot for the lyrics of the songs because they were in there so it made it, yeah. gave, the, it gave the songs like a little more life you know what I mean like it wasn't just racket and noise it just wasn't Reno's taste in music These, yeah, totally. I mean, but these guys were, uh, it was amazing. Like, they're just renting out this dirt building, like the top floor of this dirt crap building, you know what I mean? And they're just playing and they're just living. And it's it's yeah. an amazing, like, it just made me feel like, oh my God, this is what people did. <laughs> like, people aren't just always working for the man, you know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. just getting by, making money, doing what they love, and driving their tenants crazy. That's the thing that this movie was like. It was like, okay, I know what Abel Ferrara's movies are like. Uh, but it was almost like he came out fully formed from birth because it felt very much like one of his movies. It had like, wow, you know, the random shots of people on the street who are real people, you know, and just like the idea of this band just playing and the, you know, it's not like it's, you know, there's nothing particularly important to the plot going on, but it's just, it's just like real people hanging out and practicing their music or, um, that's like getting ready before the show to go on stage. Um, that's actually a really great point. It was really, it was real prep for real stuff. And it, yeah, yeah you, you're right. I mean, it wasn't doing anything to push the plot along, but it was kind of like this, these cross-sectional cuts of, of like real stuff that was happening in the same apartment building as this movie was being shot. Yeah, totally. And, and that reminds me, there's the scenes with, I think a bum outside the apartment building. Is he and he's being annoyed by the music? Where does he get off? Where does he get off? Like he can move, he can leave. 
<laughs> move. He's totally annoyed by the, he's like he is like jumping up and down on the fire escapes. He's just like this is like where do they get off playing their music? I'm out here. And did did Reno kill him? Yeah, this is the one he did the same night. I mean, you know, they should be best friends complaining about this band. They should have formed <laughs> they a team. Bonded. But should have waited. This is the yeah. one where like Abel Reno like drills his hands into two separate brick walls. Oh, that's right. And that okay. was a little unbelievable. Did he like pull out screws for each hand? Yeah. Like, I, hey, I, buddy, can you hold your hand <laughs> on this brick wall? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, did this. he just like snap off the drill bit as the like that <laughs> yeah. was still inside the hand? Did he did he have to change to a mason bit to drill the hole first <laughs> and then get get the screw out to make sure? Well, that's when he bought those mason bits when he went to buy the porta pack inside yeah. the uh, inside the hardware ah, store. Okay, as he's All like right. longingly well, staring sense. into the hardware store window, <laughs> it's like hanging in the window. The porta pack. He's like, you know what? This is my time. This if is I, it. He's like, this I'm going to get it if I if I if I decide I'm going to kill somebody. I'm going to get this porta pack now. I'm going to go in there. And I'm going to get it. I'm just going to get it. Which is which I'm reminds me. It. I'll have it just in case. Yeah, which reminds me of the, uh, the one of the best musical cues in the whole movie. I'm only going to play this here because I have it queued up in our in our oh good my ramshackle uh, setup. It's going to get better, but the musical cue for this is amazing because it, uh, it just sets up like this this level of creepiness, and it starts when he's first staring into. The- so good uh uh i mean it's so, so good it's so it's so like a bass sound yeah but it's there, i loved it as soon as i heard it i'm like this is like music this is music. yes there was some good good stuff there was also the um i think it was bach i don't i'm not a classical guy but it, but it was like a le- early like synthesizer bach like uh mm. in the soundtrack which was really cool <laughs> um Probably because he could just use it. It was probably cheap because it was classical music, right? It's like one of the tr- one of the trilams we plan, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you need to suitcase me. I loved all the fashion and style of, I mean, especially the women. Um, like that was like, again, like if you were trying to make a New York in the seventies punk rock movie now, like it would be so ridiculous, but like, because they shot it in that world and probably just had the actors wear their regular clothes. I it know. So perfect. The it actors was, just brought so what good. they owned. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. amazing. It was so beautiful. And and I, okay, so uh, there's a lot of drilling killing in this movie, but can I reveal to you the, the scene that disgusted me the most? <laughs> was when, um, yes, Reno, I think it's a post night of killing and he worked up an appetite. And so Reno comes home <laughs> and he opens his, his lonely, his like <laughs> fridge that barely has anything in it and he pulls out a God knows how old Big Mac from oh, McDonald's. Oh, God. And when we say Big <laughs> I, Mac, it's like the styrofoam container from... Yeah. Th- that you would see on the side of the street in the in the curb uh, from 1975. Yes. Like, who, I don't... I forgot those styrofoam containers existed. Yeah, I know. It's insane. It's... it's there's so much <laughs> that and, comes back when he, when he pulls that thing out of the fridge and you're like, oh, God. Who knows how long it's been in there? Yeah. And he just... Oh God! He just shoves it in his maw with a huge swig of an already open can of beer, and then yeah. he takes a huge and, swig and, of milk and milk. Yeah, beer and then milk. Oh my 
God. He was so hungry. His killer need this killer <laughs> needed to be satiated. <laughs> he, needed, he needed beer and milk stat. And this Big Mac that Big Mac that was bought with alimony money. Reno is probably working on Reno the entire time. <laughs> oh God. He hated that burger. That's probably why I was sitting in there. He didn't want to eat it for so long. Until he was uh, just so hungry that he couldn't he couldn't even contain yeah. himself. <laughs> I do like how much Reno would call his girlfriend man uh, during one of their many fights. It's such <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, like yeah. a Harvey P. Carr, like, you know, that that age man, just like, hey, man, what's your problem, man? You know, Yeah, he's just that. constantly in her face. What are you doing, man? I'm working on it, man. She, he's like, she's like hassling him to get the art done. What do you, what do you ride yeah. me for, man? I'm working on it, man. <laughs> and then, okay, so... Should we describe the painting he's making? It's like a big buffalo. Oh, man, yeah. Like a beautifully painted buffalo with like weird strips of color around, like blue, like it looked like, like laser beams like curling around it in mm-hmm. space. Um, Yeah, it's kind of a cool painting. Uh, it is. I... I think it's I think it's great. I mean, I don't know I don't know how to judge. I I loved it, but obvious yeah. and obviously Reno was feeling it because you know so much of it did not change. It was mostly done at the start of the movie, but you know yeah. he's just kind of like st- sit there and staring at it and just working on the last finishing touches of it, and uh you know and then it's like the big presentation like he's finally ready to reveal it to his art dealer who can sell it in a gallery or something and the art dealer just tells him it's crap no 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 this isn't right this is nothing this is shit where's the impact it's just a goddamn buffalo this is nothing like your other works this is far from your best stuff and the size can't hide it reno the worst thing that can happen to a painter is happening to you. You're becoming simply a technician. Yeah. With his sh- weird I mean, hair. He shuts him down hard. Oh, yeah, with his weird hair. What was that guy's name? Uh, I was say it was Donovan or... No, it wasn't Donovan. Harry? Was it Harry? I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, art dealer guy. I mean, he had like um, a... But- it was like a, a squire haircut, like... Uh, <laughs> Like yeah. I, I don't I, I could think of it as a squire or like a Tilda Swinton when she's a boy haircut, you know, or like, like the it, manager from Spinal Tap. <laughs> he has the same kind of haircut. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but this guy's like serious uh, sleaze. It's not a. It's not a comedy. No, 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 no. There's no one. I mean, the only person I love in this movie is probably Pamela. Totally pr- played by Baby Day. She's like the real punk rock roommate. Um, man who's just you know she's super young she just wants to have fun yeah she's just looking to score you know go out drink with the band the roosters you know whatever man she's up there she just wants to have fun she's just ready to hang and party with whoever she's ready to you know make love in the shower with whoever's in the shower with her you know what i mean man uh yeah it doesn't matter she just wants to have fun she wants to get holes drilled into a door (laughs) and she wants to do drugs and party and i'm i was down with that yeah no it was great it was great i want to i mean i want to know what that hole was for in the door because it was the bathroom door it wasn't like to the hallway it, like it wasn't she wasn't drilling a peephole right or maybe maybe she was yeah and why why off center so many peepholes like the the the, the drill hole had the potential of being drilled anywhere on that door so it, yeah what are you doing yeah what are your it was your spaced out mind doing at the one one of the last scenes uh, as um like the art dealer is getting murdered by the driller mm. one of the last scenes is like a, f- a close up of her and she's kind of like looking into the camera but she's like on all fours she looked dead in that shot like it just yeah. looked like a different level of picture or something it was just this close up f- of her face with glasses on yeah i couldn't help but notice uh, you're talking about like she opens the door and the guy's stuck. He's uh, the art dealer's drilled to the yeah, door. yeah. And then it's sort of and yeah, I mean with that shot, it's kind of hinted she got killed by uh, Reno. But I thought it was cool that he didn't. We don't see either one of the girlfriends get killed. Um, and I don't know if it was like Abel was like, "Hey man, I don't want to, I don't want to kill a lady on film. That's not cool." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or what? Uh, but it seemed like it was a conscious choice because everyone, all the men you know, got killed uh, and they showed everything. 
it has a cool ending. You know, it's like like he goes, oh, so by this time, Carol had left Reno. She's like had had enough of his shit and went back to her her ex husband or whatever in his like stupid apartment with his stupid <laughs> robe. That guy. Oh my god! If there, please somebody watch this movie and send us a, a letter when we have a letter account set up. Yeah. This apartment was—I don't even know. Like, <laughs> this is an apartment of a man who has to pay alimony to yeah. somebody because he's what yeah. got so much money. Like, <laughs> this bathroom in this man's apartment is—I don't even—it's like it's like makeshift. With yeah. rain barrels for a counter, <laughs> and this weird full car- like full carpet in the bathroom is I Ugh. mean that is another level of old taste right there. <laughs> it's it's New York in the seventies, man. You're right. It's like, I wonder how many apartments still it's exist like a war zone. in New York that are still yeah. like this. You know what I mean? I'm guessing the main apartment in this was Abel's his real his real life apartment. It's the place he lived. I've read that that they actually used his place. It's like on Union Square or something. Man. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he still has that place because that's like what New York people do, right? They got the, the rent control so they never yeah. get up, you know? So who knows? Maybe he's still <laughs> still living there with the roosters above him. <laughs> yeah, with the uh, with his building super that lives in the basement. Oh, man. What? Yeah. You mentioned that uh, off air, this building super guy. that, And just the idea of like the building super as a character, like, because we don't live in New York, so that's like a novelty thing for us. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but I, it's like you know, occasionally you'll see a, a movie with where the super lives in the building. Like, how yeah. much is he supporting? Where he's got to live in a building, and that's his full time job. But he yeah. gets like free got room like and board, a closet full of doorknobs, <laughs> yeah, and hinges and tools, and the stuff. same shared closet as his, uh, you know, his two flannels. Uh, before Reno starts the killing, this could have been very well, like, given him the courage to try it himself. But the super, as a as a gest- token of of gratitude and a gesture of goodwill, gives him a, a skinned, hanging in his closet rabbit to enjoy for oh. a meal. Oh my god! I in forgot New York City. about this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, where did he get that Central Park? Like, I don't know where you get a rabbit. I mean, I guess maybe there's a you can get a rabbit at the the butcher shop. I don't know. But it but it was hanging in his closet, like he right, he, like he was the one who who apprehended this poor rabbit. Yeah, it, it was it was hanging in that thing like pumpkin head two blood wings. <laughs> Like it was a Chuck. You're not gonna goddamn tell me yeah. that wasn't a real rabbit. Oh, that was a real rabbit. That Dale. was a real I, rabbit. Feel dressed. Not, I am not gonna try and pretty this oh. up in any way, shape, or oh. form. Uh, and then Reno, for some reason, was that before he killed anyone? It was. Yeah. Okay. So, so the rabbit was sort of his practice killing. <laughs> sure. Even though it was already dead, it was. But Reno did. It was something. already dead, and they just start so stabbing rabbit. it in the head with a long knife. Over and over again. Yeah. It was over and over and over again. And, and I was like, I was looking at my watch. I was like, all right, let's, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, let's hurry this up. Yeah, like anything <laughs> but that. You could just stick the drill in as many people as you want. Just stop yes. stabbing this dead rabbit's head. Yeah. Uh, so when he fa- eventually decides that he's going to start killing the people in his life and he wants to kill the art dealer, he invites the art dealer over as a under the guise of him wanting to apologize. The art dealer offers to bring wine and bread over. I yeah. What was that? Well, I think the art dealer thought he was going to get lucky. Yeah. Um cuz I think I think I think Reno let him on a little bit. That's what I think too, Chuck. I think he told him on that phone call. Yeah. Um so he was expecting a little something something, just not what, you know, he got something. <clears throat> yeah, he was not what he wanted right. though. And that was a little dumb cuz he like he cornered him like up against the door to the apartment, but I was, I was like, dude, just go out the door. Like, you're right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and this is where Reno has them all fooled, right? Because he's sitting there flopping around with his drill, yeah. and the guy's like, okay, put the drill down. 
like Reno, let's yeah. get let's get ready for not selling art. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Put the drill down, and then Reno's like, you know what? And he just like starts drilling. Don't be a fool. And uh, yeah, he should have just left because it was up against the door he could yeah. have escaped from. Yeah, it's the only entrance except maybe the window. But and yeah. then and then he goes over to the terrible husband's apartment and his terrible apartment. Which and and the way this movie ends, I loved. Yes, yes, I'm so glad you loved it because I loved it so much. <laughs> it was it was stringing us along so bad. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Carol's in the shower. Driller killer kills kills the husband, the ex husband, and then he gets into bed. Carol comes into the bedroom from the bathroom. He's like, "Oh, you're in bed already." Turns the lights out, gets in the bed, and from at this point on, the 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 uh, the movie is completely black. It's totally black. Yeah, you can't see uh, anything. And Carol is just begging the husband, like, "Come closer, come. What are you doing? Come closer." Stephen, come closer. Stephen, are you avoiding me now? Stephen, come here. Stephen, Stephen. And the movie just ends. You don't hear any drill sounds. You don't hear anything. Yes. It's, but it's like a good fifteen seconds of in in the dark. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 so yeah. Good. yeah. It's super uncomfortable. Great ending. Great ending. Oh, I was so happy with that. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah. So we this is so this movie was when we went to watch this on I think it was Prime. We saw that there were like twenty two different versions of this movie up there. Yeah. Um. And I did notice that, like, there were only two versions. One ran a bit longer, and the 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 scan of the print was way better. Um, and I did some research, and when Arrow Video did a release of this movie a few years ago, they did a new scan. But the copy they got, they noticed, hey, this is like five minutes, or like seven minutes longer than what it's mm. supposed to be. And they asked Abel, I was like, hey, what's the deal with this? And he's like, oh, it was a, the cut I made before it went to theaters. So there were some cuts. So we, we saw extra stuff and the one thing that was cut from the theatrical was the lesbian shower scene. Okay. Uh, They didn't cut, they didn't cut any violence. Just that scene. (laughs) That was a, which is very American. Yeah, totally. Wow. That's great. (laughs) I mean, that was like, you know, close to porno. Oh yeah, I mean they were push they were pushing it as much as they could, uh, you know, for a for yeah. a mainstream air quote movie. I mean they were they were getting down, yeah. and and that it, I, Chuck, I think that definitely explained the uh the you know the try love that this apartment full of people were experiencing that and that scene kind of totally helped push it through for sure. I think the other they cut out one of the long arguments that Reno and Carol had, and. And the the shot of the Goodyear blimp, which if you blinked, you'd miss it. But oh man, maybe they maybe they're worried about getting sued. I bet Goodyear. you they had a lot of problems with that. <laughs> uh, so, and this yeah. was one of the uh, the quote video nasties that was banned in the UK for so Ooh, many years. Yeah, I remember reading. I remember as a a young or maybe a, a early twenty something or maybe no no I was like nineteen. I, I used to go to Barnes and Noble and buy this magazine that it was like a british magazine and i think in there i forget the name of it but it would there was articles about the video nasties yes. <laughs> and i was intrigued by this and i guess it was just like in the 70s and 80s when you know home movies happened there were you know britain the go- the government freaked out and like banned this yeah. list of because of it was movies. just too awful for the human consumption like there were not yeah. These people are not going to be seeing what was on this film. It's too filthy. Yes. 
and this one was and driller killer was one of the big ones but it wasn't for the movie it was just the poster um because the an ad was in a magazine or, or no it was in a newspaper in england of the guy getting drilled in the forehead oh. and that was that was too too much for people people flipped out and i did take notice <laughs> of the poster after i watched the movie and huge spoilers on that poster oh yeah total <laughs> yeah so if you if you're not willing to be spoiled don't tr- try not to seek out the movie poster to this but but as you can figure from the name of the movie there are people on this poster that get killed oh did you catch the lightsaber what i think was a toy lightsaber that he was playing with uh, Reno. Like he's just, it's just like a scene, just one of the random scenes where he's in his apartment yes. alone and he has this like white lightsaber. It looked like, like the lightsabers, my brother's. Yeah. That would have been kids. like OG lightsaber from Mattel. Like that was the first line after the, yeah. you know, after the line of toys after the movie came out, that is definite lightsaber material right there. Yeah. Um, I thought that was another cool. bit of trivia here. Uh, Abel Ferreira jokingly claimed that the black guy cleaning the taxi cab windscreen near the beginning of the movie was Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> so. What? <laughs> uh, you can't believe anything uh, Abel Ferrara says. He's, uh, he's one of these guys, he's like, he's famous for being invited to do like, you know, they'll show his movies and then do a Q&A afterwards on a panel. And he will just lay into whoever's asking him the questions oh, and just be a complete oh, asshole <laughs> and just ruin whoever this person's day is. Uh, it's probably just some, you know, he's just uncomfortable being up there. So he, that's his goal is to make them right. feel uncomfortable. Um, that, that sounds like a nightmare situation. I would, that's why I would, I would yeah, probably never yeah. ask a question in that scenario just because. Of oh it. God, no. So, I mean, just like to wrap it up, I, I went in thinking, uh, yeah, I'm not going to like it. And, it, you know, the movie, you know, the movie, like a lot of Abel Ferrara movies, I love them, but they also bore me. <laughs> <laughs> if that if that can be true yeah. at the same time. Like, I love them. I love everything about them. I love the passion he puts in. I love um, all the real people he'll put in movies. And, you know, it feels more true to life than all, even even though it's about a guy drilling people. But maybe that boredom that I get is sort of like part of the when you're depicting true life that's kind of like what it's like um but i i really like this movie way more than i thought i was gonna um it it had a lot to it uh it you know i think because of the title like you see the title and it's like all right like you you kind of peg it Mm -hmm. as one thing i was way more into like his who reno was as a person he wasn't just like a boring person in another you know uh slasher movie I was like, oh man, he's a painter. What the hell? Painting this. Yeah, buffalo? right. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to hold on to his muse. He's trying to maintain his uh yeah. his integrity and be this painter that, you know, he's only painting for himself and maybe he can pay next month's rent with, you know, the product. But yeah. It was so it just felt so real. Like it just felt like you take the drilling and the killing out of it. This is this is just a group of people eking out a living, man. And that was just yeah, it, the the setting where they lived was such a character in the movie, and yeah, I I honestly I loved it. I I'm glad this is a great first movie for us to do, but uh, you know this yeah. is the kind of stuff that I dig, and I can't wait. I I I I can't wait to seek more of this out and be pleasantly surprised when we go to watch, uh, you know, one kind of movie and it ends up being a multifaceted kind of joyous piece like this. It's, it was absolutely great. Us picking this movie is perfect. Like, cause it's like, it's why I watched these garbage movies because for the thrill of finding the one out of 50, that is like, Oh yeah. wow. Look, they did something really interesting here. You know, it's like, you know, it's like digging for comic books in the quarter bin or like, you know, going to, you know, the Salvation Army, you know, digging for mm-hmm. gold and like, you know, you go like 10 times and you finally find that thing. You're like, yeah, Oh my God. So worth it. <laughs> I think, I think because there are long stretches where you watch a lot of crappy ones and I, I'll, I'll sort of fall out of it. Like, all right, I got to watch a good movie. Yeah. I think, I think we owe it to ourselves <laughs> to kind of maintain, you know what I mean? And like maybe have those yeah. Uh, yeah, movies yeah, yeah. in reserve when we got to, you know, got to bring one up from the, uh, the benches and, and kind of refresh our, our desire and motivation yeah and uh yeah and uh, above all i just want this thing to be a fun thing uh, you know for us to do and hopefully some people 
enjoy listening to us talk about yeah, these movies. Definitely. Um, That's another scene that was him live painting Tony Coca Cola. That was amazing, actually. Uh, I'm not sure how they did that. That was, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Because it was. It, Unless Abel can, maybe he's. A, maybe he can draw on paint. Like they know. pulled it off so well. I was actually kind of staring at. Uh, trying to pay attention to how their process was. And for some of the cuts, he was clearly yeah. only painting like in one lower quadrant. And that was before the finished project <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, was, yeah, was yeah. out. But I mean, it was so good because you know what? <laughs> like he's an artist and he, he, but he needs to earn that money too. So as much as it's so funny because he hates the roosters. He hates the music hates that it, it is, is impinging on his brain space. He hates them, but yeah, and the lead singer just just walks, walks into in his with, apartment. He just waltzes in without knocking, <laughs> like he owns the place. And, and, yeah, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, here we go. Here's another victim <laughs> yeah. for the drug." And it, no, it's just like uh, he said, five hundred bucks. I'll paint you." I mean, if somebody needed something special, a thing, could you do it? What are you talking about, man? I need something special, like this. But me. Could you do that? You want to know if I could do a painting of you? If I could do you a portrait? Yeah, I could do you a portrait. It cost you 500 <laughs> Okay. Like, Tony yeah. Coca-Cola's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so that's a different level that he's on because he's he's dropping 500 for a, yeah. a portrait of himself. And Reno is like, can't pay the rent. Yeah. Where's Tony getting 500 bucks? I mean, they're probably doing, they're probably playing, what, what five, six know. gigs a week? You think? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It's a different time, Chuck. Uh, but yeah. Time. Yeah. Money had no meaning then. Our theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com.